Hey, 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 welcome to Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. I've hosted two other podcasts, as I mentioned, uh, every episode. Uh, one called Geekly Dose, another one called uh, Republic City Report, Legend of Korra Podcast. If anyone is going back and deciding to check out the Legend of Korra, uh, which was this incredible show that I watched from start to finish, and you want a detailed, emotional, uh, over-exaggerated <laughs> opinion on it make sure you go check out republic city report uh both of those podcasts you can find of course on stitcher.com as well as itunes and the podcast you're listening to right now rock the dragon podcast now available on google play itunes tune in stitcher.com uh stitcher doesn't update right but it's still there so you got plenty of options uh there any other suggestions for platforms or outlets that i can possibly submit this thing to to make it easier for anyone to listen to please let me know also head over to itunes and leave me a review uh it's been a while since i've gotten one but i know my listeners have increased i can tell (laughs) i can see that so if you guys want to take a moment out of your day to go ahead and leave me a review over there that would be uh great um so obviously things have been a little bit weird if you listen to episode 13 of the podcast, I broke all this down, but obviously we hadn't gotten an episode of Dragon Ball Super in two weeks. Uh, for some reason, I completely forgot that when episode 13 would have aired, it was April Fool's. So I, from as far as I understand, that's why they didn't air it. Uh, it's not funny to me, though. <laughs> There's nothing funny about you just not airing the episode of a show that I watched as a joke. I don't see why anyone would think that's funny. But I guess you got us, uh, Cartoon Network, whatever. But then again, there was no explanation to my knowledge as to why we didn't get an episode last week either. But obviously, things seem to be back on track now. We can all calm down. We can all power down a little bit because Dragon Ball Super is back with a brand new episode last night. Episode 14, which has got to be a little bit confusing for people who only DVR the show. Or only watch it on TV and don't go online or don't realize they, that that's an option, they'll be going through that DVR wondering why there's no episode 13 and they, they'll just feel like they missed something. Because, I mean, there are people like that, right? Not all of us know to go to adultswim.com or go elsewhere to try to find the episodes. So that's a little weird. So I think that any any network that's willing to kind of play around with a show schedule like that and not tell anybody and not try to make up for it not explain anything you just kind of you're just kind of left up to your own devices in terms of finding the episode it doesn't have much faith in a show uh i talked about this before this happened with legend of Korra. you know all of a sudden the schedule got really weird it started changing nights and it changed times and it started showing two episodes in one night uh with no explanation and it turned out later on that the ratings weren't that great, so they were fooling around with the show, throwing it around because it became less important to them because as many people weren't watching it. I hope I'm wrong about that. I really hope that's not going on now with Dragon Ball Super. But I guess we all just need to tune in, keep watching the show, see what happens. Okay. Oh, with that being said, um, a little bit later on in the show, I do have an email I'm going to read or a message, uh, of course, for that segment. It's called What Are You Saying? So if you'd like to uh, write me and talk about any of this stuff, uh, make sure you send me an email to rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com or you can head over and like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. Okay, so I'm not going to mess around too much with all that previous stuff. I'm just happy that we have a new episode here to talk about. So without further ado, let's talk about it. 
This episode, episode 14 of the podcast, of course, is going to cover episode 14 of Dragon Ball Super titled, This is All the Power I've Got, Settlement Between Gods. Man, at some point, we really need to at least consider uh, doing something about these titles. No, maybe. I realize that they're coming straight from like the Japanese translations and that's why they're so weird, but the titles are very spoilerific. Uh, because I mean it kind of tells you right in the title that you know no one's gonna die in this episode is gonna be a settlement between gods of some sort <sighs> anyway <laughs> uh, so I- I'll start off by saying this I really like this episode I had a good time watching it I really did um, you know n- I have no complaints about a lack of action because the episode was pretty much action I mean from the second the episode started uh, through most of the episode, Beerus and Goku are fighting, and not just fucking around like they did in some of the other episodes. There's a lot of actual real fighting here. This may be the first time I actually felt that there were some real stakes here in the battles because it became pretty brutal, brutal at some points. I mean, you know, they kind of remind us during this episode that, you know, if Goku does not beat Beerus, Beerus will destroy the planet, you know. So that. And reintroducing those stakes, kind of reminding us of that, it helps elevate this battle even more so, and ultimately resulted in me being uh, more invested in it. Uh, so I have to say that I thought that that was pretty cool. Not only that, I mean, we got I, there were probably one or two moments in this episode. One comes to mind where uh, Beerus and Goku are like right next to each other, and they're kind of. Uh, struggling and he, they're trying to fight each other off by just kind of pushing each other back where the animation wasn't very good but other than that I mean for the most part it looked fantastic I mean I, I can't I can't complain much about this episode I was pretty entertained by it now yeah there's a couple things I'll mention later on a couple moments where probably could have been done a little bit better but certainly in terms of the action the animation here which is uh, you know been one of the weaker points of this saga it was nice to see an episode that kind of got most of that stuff right. And I mentioned this last time also, I'm super ecstatic about the return of regular Super Saiyan Goku. I mean, it's just nice to just see that form again. I didn't really have a problem with the, the Super Saiyan God form. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't think he looked stupid or anything. But, you know, this is the form that we all know and love. So it's nice to see it come back. Um, so yeah, stakes are, are, are back here in this episode. Now, there are, and because there's a lot of fighting... There's not a lot to dissect about what's going on. So I'll just kind of touch on some of the main points here. And we do get probably one too many moments. Uh, we twi- I thought What I thought was strange about this episode is that twice in this episode, uh, there's a moment where Goku feels like he's defeated, but he's actually like not. Like, it just seemed kind of weird to like, I mean, we've gotten that. I don't know how many times this saga you know, a moment to where he's just like, oh, I'm giving up. That's it. I've been beaten. Oh, wait, no. On second thought, <laughs> I'm not done. I mean, I guess it's just there to sort of demonstrate uh, this new level of power that he's reached. OK, which is great. But it's just kind of from a writing standpoint, it's a little weird that you would have him do that more than one time, you know, especially in one episode. I mean, you know, with him kind of getting losing all of his power and, and, and his hair turning back black and just falling back to the earth is just it starts to lose its impact in its sort of uh, emotional effect when you just kind of do that too many times and i think that's 
what's kind of been happening here. But I mean, I really can't complain about that. They're, they're fighting in outer space. The animation looks good. Um, Goku can breathe in outer space now. Hey, this is the last time you ever hear me talk about it, okay? <laughs> because there's been zero explanation of how he's able to do it. Fuck it. I, it doesn't matter anymore. I'm just accepting it. Moving on. That's just how it is now. Now, what we also kind of get here is... You know, Beerus has kind of been the one giving us a little bit of exposition about what exactly is going on here in terms of Goku's body kind of being able to retain uh, the Super Saiyan God sort of uh, flavor, I guess you could call it, that's left over. So, um, but in a way, and he, uh, there's some dialogue about this. He's saying something about the power was given to him by other Saiyans, but he's kind of sort of taking that template and sort of build something new from it. And I guess that kind of explains why he's able to keep coming back. Like he's even created his own sort of Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan uh, combination sort of a thing. And if I had to guess, I would say that that is what's gonna to lead to him having the blue hair at some point. Uh, so I think we're just kind of seeing the, the, the origins of that. And Beerus is kind of being the one to just kind of explain to us what's going on with it. Honestly, I didn't mind that. I mean, a lot of the dialogue here is actually pretty good, too, from Beerus. We're just kind of talking about, you know, he, he's reminding him that last time I kind of defeated you is with this pluck to the forehead technique. The, the ancient, uh, powerful, legendary forehead pluck <laughs> technique that he used before. You know, and he's saying that, you know, now that I'm going to end this thing, I'm going to use the same move and like that it just says something about Beerus but it also kind of it gives us I think as an audience another opportunity to be like you know what Beerus is kind of a dick he's kind of a dick um, because there's been a lot of moments during this saga where he's come across as kind of childish and playful and not that serious but then it reminds us hey you know this this is still a real threat um, and then he, he plucks him in the forehead and Goku goes back and he's just kind of dropping down through the atmosphere you know, um, picking up a lot of heat and everything on the way, you know, um, like meteorites do. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. I mean, he powered up and he came back. Um, like I said, the only thing that makes this less, um, the impact of this a little bit less is the fact that it's happened several times already during this saga. Um, but once again, that could be intentional and it could just be like, you know, this is just showing that this is the evolution that Goku is going through you know, since achieving the Super Saiyan God power. Um, and plus, we get some cool stuff about, you know, he's saying like, you know, this is my planet. You know, I'm not going, you know, as long as I have a little bit of power, enough power in me to move, that means I haven't given it all yet. And that is Goku. That is Goku. Um, all the, you know, animation problems aside and the problems with the story and all that stuff aside, they these characters are the same as they were at the end of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, I mean, like that's, that's a good thing. I mean, obviously I want there to be some evolution. Uh, I mentioned this before in terms of Vegeta, how it's kind of nice to see that he's changing a little bit in some ways because they don't have to be the exact same, but at the core, we do want them to be the same people. And Goku is the same. And that's just kind of the thing. That's just something that he would say and something that he would do. Uh, we get a nice epic sort of, uh, well, it's not, you know, it's not the most epic energy wave battle here, but what it does is um, something that I thought was very cool the last time they did it, and that was that both of the energy waves collapse on each other and they form this energy orb. Um, so that was something that I appreciate the last time they did it, and they repeated it here, but it, you know, 
I think it's just it's being it's sort of util, it's it's kind of explaining the god powers now, right? Because this never happened with anyone else. I don't remember a single other instance throughout Dragon Ball Z where two energy waves combine together to form a big orb. I mean, so that's just another way of showing something new and showing an evolution in powers here, which I appreciate. And obviously, we've been going back and forth to Supreme Kai and Elder Kai that's still kind of watching this thing. Um, people back on Earth are watching. King Kai's watching. Uh, but I thought this whole energy orb sequence was incredible. I mean, this is some of the best animation I think we've seen all saga. Uh, is this stuff, you know, this is this is how you incorporate CG type effects, which we didn't we really didn't have any of that in Dragon Ball Z uh, in a good way. Right. Because not only is it back, um, not only I mean, not only is the quality better because it's HD and technology has progressed, but they found a way to sort of utilize this CG in a way that makes it new to the show and makes it relevant to the show because it's coming from new abilities that we haven't seen before. Uh, so that's what I really like about that. I mean, it, you know, it makes sense that these energy balls will look like, you know, this thing kind of looks like it's a burning sun or something. It's very, has a very sort of, um, it has a very cosmic sort of a look to it. And, and if it works with the landscape and environment and the surroundings because they're in outer space. So this is where this show, uh, this saga, this series has been uh, uh, shining so far for me. Whereas in other parts has been lacking, it's been moments like this where I'm like, you know what, they they're they're getting back on track and they're getting and they they are utilizing the budget in the right places when they're able to do it, and it's moments like that that I just appreciate. And then after, of course, that you know, Goku manages to somehow dissipate that energy orb by just sort of punching into it. I mean, I, I don't know if that makes sense. I guess quote unquote, but it's cool. I mean, it, you know, not everything's going to make a lot of sense, but it's. I feel that as long as it looks good and it's, it's it's a cool moment and it makes me cheer out loud or something, then I'm willing to let it slide. And that was one of those moments. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I don't know. You can kind of I think throughout this moment, you can kind of start to see um, a little bit of remorse here in Beerus. I mean, it's just the way that they drew his face. It just kind of looked like that. Um, but we'll talk more about about that later. But as, yeah, as a result of that, you know, he comes back powered up. He punches his energy orb, but now that's it. He's out of power. So now, once again, like I said, it's kind of weird that they do this twice in one episode. But he's falling back to the planet Earth. And in a moment that made me scream, fuck yeah, out loud, Vegeta catches Goku. If you remember a couple episodes back, this was something I brought up. And I had no idea this was going to happen, obviously. But there was an episode... Uh, a couple episodes back where Vegeta, uh, where Goku was knocked out of the sky and he was falling through the sky and he fell into the water. And I, I was like, what? Why did no one catch him? You know what I mean? It's like no one caught him. They just stood there and just watched him fall. Vegeta caught him and it made me so freaking happy to see that. You know, I mean, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about here. I mean, we all know that Vegeta doesn't like Goku, but he for damn sure respects the hell out of him. You know, so it's moments like that that sort of reiterates that relationship. You know, he respects Goku because Goku is a warrior. He's a true Saiyan warrior. And there's nothing more important than, than that to Vegeta. Uh, so it's a very cool moment. But it doesn't last long because he tells him to shut up and he calls him a moron and says he's a loser and everything else or whatever. But, you know, it wouldn't be Vegeta if he didn't go back to that all of a sudden. 
but I, I just I really liked it. I mean, it was it just was a it was a nice moment. It was a nice moment. Um, and then at this point, you know, we're kind of feeling like, hey, you know what? Maybe it's over now. Beerus starts to kind of levitate back toward them. Everybody's getting scared. Piccolo's like, hey, anybody who can still fight, come behind me. Because in a moment like this, you know, you know you don't stand a chance, but what else are you going to do? You're just going to stand there and get destroyed? No, they all brace up. They get ready. Mr. Satan even braces up. He has a moment where he's about to be a coward. And then he remembers, hey, my daughter's here. And not only is my daughter here, but she's pregnant with my grandbaby. So uh, even I'm going to step up to the plate. Um, and it was awesome. It just was an awesome moment. And then, we, you know, the tension is building. And we're thinking, and then the phone rings. It's just somebody calling Mr. Satan about a press conference or something. But what it does is provides this sort of break in action here to just kind of lighten the mood a little bit so we can tense back up for when Beerus says, you know, hey, you know what? I'm going to destroy this place anyway. Um, even after Goku tries to plead with him a little bit about stopping. Oh, man. And then something incredibly crazy happens. And I wasn't sure exactly how to feel about it <laughs> when it happened. Uh, Beerus falls asleep. OK, at least in that moment, we we think that's what happens because we have no reason to think that that's not what happens. And if it wasn't for the fact and this is before I realized that, OK, wait, he didn't actually fall asleep. OK, because in the moment I'm thinking that he did. So I'm, I'm having to ask myself the question. I'm saying, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that this was that it was so funny to me that it would have been the dumbest thing ever. You know, what I mean, it was one of those moments I was like, are you fucking shitting me right now? We've gone through all this and Beerus just falls asleep for some reason. But it was such a Dragon Ball type thing that it just made me laugh so hard. I enjoyed it, if that makes any sense. <laughs> so everybody else is like wait what and of course Whis is there and he's saying hey you know what I mean all he does is sleep and eat uh, and, and you know just waking up all of a sudden and exerting all this energy and just you know giving it a hundred percent quote unquote of his strength in a battle this takes a toll on a god and every now and then a god's got to take a nap so uh, I mean they totally sold me on it because like I said as ludicrous of a thing as that sounds it's totally something that would happen in a Dragon Ball uh, and plus, they've kind of established a tone for this saga anyway that isn't completely serious. And I think I mentioned this last time. You know, it's like once you establish that tone, things like this don't surprise you as much anymore when they happen. Which is exactly why it surprised the hell out of me whenever Beerus stuck his hand in Goku's stomach. Because the tone had that they had already established didn't sort of lend to that being something that, like, that would actually happen. But this does. I mean, this whole thing with him falling asleep kind of fits right on in with all the other silliness of this series, right? I mean, you know, let's not forget that the whole reason he was deciding to destroy the planet anyway was over some pudding. So it doesn't become as ridiculous, I guess, when you think about that. But we get a cool moment and they kind of and we and Beerus leave and they're just like, all right, I guess we're good for now. <laughs> but we find out, you know, not directly, but sort of indirectly that. It was a it was a, it was a little trick. You know, Beerus was kind of pretending he pretended that he fell asleep because deep down he didn't want to admit it. But he developed a strong respect for Goku, a lot like Vegeta, um, because he made him have to tap into parts of his power that he just hadn't had to do in a very long time. And uh, and he was able to respect that. So for now, they're taking off, leaving and going. Obviously, it's not going to be the last time that we've seen them 
We know that at some point Beerus and Whis are going to become sort of an ally. I mean, if you've seen Resurrection F, then you kind of know what's going to happen there. Uh, but I liked it. I mean, you know, it could have been something that was really, really stupid. But I, I mean, you know, I left I left this episode with a good feeling and I, I, I can't be. Um, I'm not disappointed about about the way this thing kind of ended. You know, am I glad that it's over? Of course. I mean, we've all been kind of waiting because <laughs> this series, this saga has been kind of dragging on. I mean, here we are 14 episodes in when this thing didn't need to be that long at all. Um, but it's just kind of nice, right? And then things kind of go back to somewhat being semi-normal. We, we see Goku kind of sitting down and eating and Gohan's talking to him about, hey, you know, the last time I made this pregnancy announcement, it was under, it was in a different circumstances and it wasn't necessarily the best time. So I'm going to just talk about it again. So they kind of sitting there looking, and you know, we all know Goku. I mean, he's just the most like childlike, naive sort of guy, and you know, like he, it's like he doesn't even listen to him. He's talking about eating food and stuff. That's all he cares about. Uh, but it's just cool to see. Honestly, every time I feel like once, once, once Gohan became an adult or like a teen, you know, just a growner vert, grown Gohan. Uh, we don't get as many moments anymore between he and Goku as we got as when he when he was a kid. And I guess that makes sense because he's a grown man now. He's got a wife. He's got a kid on the way. The relationship's not going to be the same. But every time they get them back together like that, even for small moments, it makes me feel good. And then Goten runs over there. So then it's just like, you know, it's a good, it's just a good moment. And then we get an exchange between Vegeta and Goku. And Goku's saying, hey, Vegeta, don't worry, man. Next time we do the Super Saiyan God. It's all you, man. You're going to get it. And in a moment that I greatly appreciated, he says, you know what? I don't need that shit. You know, I'm Vegeta. I'll find my own way. I'll power up my own way and I'll become stronger than Beerus and I'll become stronger than you. That sounds a lot more like Vegeta. You know, Vegeta's not one to really just kind of like take a, 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 an easy way out, you know? Um, although I do kind of remember something back in the Frieza saga where he asked Krillin to blast a hole in him so he could, so then Dende could heal him and then bring him back stronger so he can turn into a Super Saiyan. But that was sort of a, you know, last ditch effort sort of a thing. And at that time, his thirst for power was literally his only like driving force at that time and now he's got a family so things have changed a little bit we do get a shot a very beautiful and epic shot of emperor pilaf and his crew uh sailing off into the sunset um for hopefully the last time because i really hope we never have to see them again i'm really hoping that that was their <laughs> farewell shot because it looked great I mean, the, the, the animation there was great. It looked fantastic. I was like, well, maybe this is the beautiful send-off for Pilaf. Of course, if anybody's watching the Japanese version, you know whether or not that happens. Uh, so hopefully, shit, hopefully we don't have to see them again. That pretty much does it for the episode. And from what I understand, that pretty much does it for the Battle of Gods Beerus saga. Um, overall, just to give a quick recap of my thoughts on it, I mean... It wasn't the greatest, and the fact that I saw the Battle of Gods movie, of course, uh, contributed to that. I, I still can't help but wonder what my experience would have been like had I not seen that movie first. Um, I think it would have been a little bit better, but I can't say it would have been much better. 
because that unfortunately wouldn't have changed a lot of the bad writing and a lot of bad animation and some of the worst moments of the saga that were there. That stuff would still would have been there regardless. Um, but I, 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 I enjoyed the moments that I enjoyed. Um, it certainly wasn't my favorite saga. I'm glad that it's over. <laughs> and from what I hear from people, because I do have a good friend who is caught up on all the Japanese episodes. And while I do not want to be spoiled any further than I have been, uh, he does say that things get really good and they course correct because they're getting feedback from audiences and seeing how they're reacting to things. And then they started making changes. And from what I understand, those changes were for the better. So if that's the case, great, fantastic, awesome. Glad to hear it. Okay, so now at this point, we're going to move on over to the uh, email slash message segment message segment called uh, What Are You Saying? If you'd like to uh, send in an email, ask me a question, make a comment or such about uh, Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball Z or you know anything related, make sure you send me an email to rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can head over to Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast and send me a message there and leave me a comment. Uh, I do have a quick one here that I'm going to read here. Uh, Brent actually sent me a link. So everybody knows that um, uh, VR is pretty big right now. We've got the you know PlayStation VR and we've got all these sort of iPhone VR things. I do not own a single VR device. Uh, I have thought about it. Um, but it's just as far as I can tell, there's nothing that's come out that's been worth the price so far. Uh, this may change that. Uh, Brent sent me a link to a uh, a little promo commercial in an article on the Nerdist uh, about Dragon Ball Z VR. It's going to be a Dragon Ball Z headset, VR headset that you can I'm assume I'm assuming put your Galaxy phone into. Uh, and using an app, you will be able to sort of replicate some of the Dragon Ball Z stuff uh, in virtual reality. So, like, for instance, you'll be able to charge up uh, Kamehameha's and Energy Blasts. Um, you'll be able to do that in, in the Dragon Ball world, like launch actual blasts at enemies, as well as train with Goku, as well as uh, launch blasts in your own house, right? So through the headset, you're seeing the room that you're in. Sort of like Pokemon Go, from what I understand, like it's sort of a real environment, but you're seeing the blast through the headset. So you're just kind of shooting a, a, a energy wave at your TV. <laughs> I mean, I could see myself just doing that for like two hours nonstop, having a good time. Uh, so it looks pretty good. I mean, it's you know you can look it up, you can find it on the Nerdist, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, it's a com- it's completely in Japanese. This thing is supposed to be coming out in June. There's no reason to believe right now that it's going to be an English sort of version of this. I think if it's successful enough, they'll make it. I think I'll hold out a little bit. It's supposed to end up being about 110 bucks in U.S. dollars, uh, which I would pay that. I mean, if it was worth it, I would totally pay that. Uh, But I guess we'll see. I'll I'll keep my eye on it and see what the reviews are like. And then maybe I'll just buckle down and buy the Japanese one if I have to. But obviously, I would prefer a version with (laughs) the... Funimation dub voices in it because that's just what I prefer. But yeah, you can check that out if you want. I'll post a link over on the uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. Okay, so with that being said, guys, I want to remind you here, make sure you uh, take a moment, go check out Tim Bridgewater Geek. That's just another sort of geek project I have going on. It's on YouTube, youtube.com slash Tim Bridgewater Geek. I'm going to be talking about movies and video games and TV shows and cartoons and whatever else I can think of. 
Um, I, there's about six new videos up right now, uh, it, but there's also, I don't know, 40 or 50 other old videos up. So there's plenty of stuff to watch there. I'm not sure what the next thing is that I'm going to do. I'm kind of trying to give it a little time here and, and wait for the view count to go up on those. Because, you know, I mean, I only have so much time in a week <laughs> and I'm not going to put all this time into something if no one's watching it. It's very hard, by the way. Anyone out there who's ever had a YouTube channel to get people to discover your stuff. You know, so if anybody wants to help out with that, you guys go over there and take a look. Give me some likes. Give me some comments. Share some stuff. I'd appreciate it. That'd be fantastic. Okay. Well, that about does it, guys. So uh, until next time for Rock the Dragon Podcast, I'm Tim Bridgewater, and I will see you next time.